I don't know about you guys, but ever since I've been banished to quarantine, I get these like random cravings for things. And one of those things has been pizza. And great news from the good folks over at Bojo's is they're doing 30% off on takeout orders right now. So if you, like me, get a craving for pizza, well, you can hit up Bojo's, get yourself a good old Colorado mountain pie, maybe even have some leftovers. I feel like leftovers are an extra valuable entity right now. Um, two meals for one. Right. Sometimes me- three. Exactly. Leave the house once, get multiple meals. Feeds me for a week. Yeah, there you go. So uh, 30 percent off take takeout orders and then they're also still doing delivery via doordash so make sure you check out bojo's mention dnvr get your free honey cheese bread as well and uh tell them we sent you That wasn't a mirage. You heard Zach Stevens' voice in that opening. Zach, we're so happy to have you back. Hey, I'm so happy to be back, and boy, what a morning to be back. I got to thank John Elway himself. Maybe John can thank himself for making this quite a morning in Broncos country. Yes, it is. And before we jump into that, got to tell you guys about Strava Craft Coffee. They'll send coffee right to your door, so you can get a pizza delivered, some coffee for the next morning. You'll be all set up. Uh, like we've mentioned a few times, supporting our partners is you know just as valuable as, as supporting us right now. And make sure that they know that you're supporting them because of us. Um, and, and, and we'll really appreciate that if you do that. But yes, it's great to have Zach back. Mace here as well as... Our friends on Twitter would call it the Power Trio is back together, uh, and we're really happy about that. And I think I speak for all of us when I say we're really happy about the move the Broncos made this morning. Uh, Quite a bit has happened since we last uh, left you on the podcast yesterday, but obviously we'll start with the biggest news first. Or how about I just give you a quick layout? They traded Andy Janovich for a seventh-round pick in 2021. Didn't feel great about that but we'll get around to it they signed jeff driscoll to be their backup quarterback mace must be doing backflips they got a veteran backup (laughs) Uh, not the splash the rest of broncos country was hoping for. i can sleep well at night with jeff driscoll there and we'll get into why he could be the perfect guy and finally this morning broncos do us a huge favor by making a move before the podcast which we thank them for (laughs) they make the move to trade for jarell Casey, a guy who up until this last season had been to five consecutive Pro Bowls. He's an all-pro. He's under contract for three more seasons. The Broncos traded for him. They must have given up a lot, right? Wrong. Nope. A seventh-round pick. Now, it's this year's seventh-round pick, so it's not the exact swap for what they got for Andy Janovich. But if you want to you know, do a little bit of mental gymnastics, you can say the Broncos traded Andy Janovich who's a player that they weren't going to be able to really use that much for a starting defensive lineman, one of the biggest holes on the team, and a beast on the defensive line. A beast. He's made five straight Pro Bowls. This guy, once he found his groove in 2015, has been unstoppable. 
over five sacks a season for the past seven seasons. Coming from that defensive end position, hey, we know how much uh, Malik Jackson got paid after having five and a half sacks uh, with the Broncos in 2015. He went and got paid, and then the production wasn't really there. Drell Casey, he's had at least a Malik Jack season. Uh, Malik, Malik Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> I like that. Jax, too. So yeah. Jacksonville. Um, it, for the past seven seasons, including a 10-sack season in there, and this guy, not only does he bring it on game day, but he's there every single game day. Only missed five games in his career. I mean, I, I can't poke a hole anywhere on this deal. Well, it's funny you mentioned the, the games that he's missed and the lack thereof, and I'm sure that's one of the things that attracted the Broncos to him. Touched wood. Because <laughs> you've seen they bring in Graham Glasgow on the offensive side, on offensive line. He's played in 64 consecutive games. You could have brought back Derek Wolf, but Derek Wolf has a lengthy injury history. Jarrell Casey has been somebody who's durable, and it's a salary dump for Tennessee because – they're going to pay Derrick Henry. They tagged him. They gave Ryan Tannehill the big contract. Silly. Yes. Everybody get ready to drink because this is the type of move that happens when you have a cost-controlled quarterback hey. and the other team that's dealing with you no longer has a cost-controlled quarterback. If you're going to have a Ryan Tannehill that's well and good, but you're going to have to give up some guys with contracts like Jarrell Casey and the Broncos – you know, they wanted DJ Reader. That didn't get done. They wanted Quentin Jefferson. He went from Seattle to Buffalo. They were going to spend this money on a defensive lineman. That was the plan. Strangely, guys, I think they might have gotten somebody who, yes, while a few years older than DJ Reader, is better than DJ Reader and even last year more productive. I think he had nearly twice as many quarterback pressures last year as DJ Reader did. DJ Reader, who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I feel strongly, Mace, about the fact that uh, Jarrell Casey is a better player than DJ Reader right now. Now, you are getting a finished product. Yes. There's there's not really any room for development there. Uh, maybe, you know, you could teach an old dog a new trick or two. Um, and I'm sure working alongside uh, Von Miller and uh, Bradley Chubb will help him out quite a bit too. You know, you, Von Miller always said that he – and Derek Wolf were Dirk and Steve Nash going back to the old Dallas Mavericks days. Well, maybe they can upgrade to like LeBron and D Wade now. <laughs> um, but this is a guy who, at the very least for this year, mm-hmm. is going to be a significantly, in my opinion, better player than DJ Reader. You're getting a better player right now. And also, DJ Reader, what are you doing, my guy? I mean, I guess they don't call him tea leaf reader for a reason because he picked going to Cincinnati. Guess he likes Joe Burrow. Goodness gracious. I mean, Cincinnati, even though it's a dysfunctional organization, at least the Bengals, I'm sure in their sales pitches, are saying, hey, we're going to draft Joe Burrow. And that may attract some guys. It may be a more tra- attractive situation and if you're the than, Broncos, say, you Carolina. Should, if you're the Broncos, you should say, Joe Burrow doesn't even want to go there. Why would you? <laughs> and Joe Burrow is from Ohio, and but, he may not want to go there. But in the end, I think the Broncos win this deal now. I guess it's to be seen whether he's replacing Derek Wolf or Shelby Harris or how exactly it's going to shake out. I assume they'll move him around quite a bit. But and you have Draymond Jones in there as well. All Draymond sudden, Jones is going to start. 
all of a sudden, I feel good. I'm good. Obviously, you're not done on the defensive line. But whatever you do from here on out, I'll live with. Heck of a plan B, huh? Yeah. Because they, there's no doubt that DJ Reader has been their plan A, not just on the defensive line, but really on the defense for weeks now. You miss out on him, and a lot of other defensive linemen were flying off the free agency board. So John went a different route and went the trade route. I said to you guys before we started this podcast, how did the Broncos only give up a seventh-round pick for him? I mean, guys, if we're talking about the Broncos trading one of their three third-round picks for him right now, I'm not bashing this move. It's still good. And we're not even talking a sixth round. We're talking a seventh round pick. So there has to be a downside. Why did Tennessee trade him? Well, like you guys said, dumping some salary. So the Broncos have to be taking on a huge salary, right? All of it. It's, no, not not really. No, but they're taking on all of it. They're taking on all the contract. But it's a great contract, Zach, because— Well, that, that's what I was yeah, going to get to. Because you know how much <laughs> dead money there is if the Broncos let him go? Zero. 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 So that's what that was one thing that I was um, confused about and kind of just had to work my way through. I'm not good with numbers, uh, but I got to the point of they prorated his bonus out, and mm-hmm. that's that was con- included in the cap hits on if you looked at over the cap, right? But that goes back on to Tennessee. Yes, that is their dead money that they have to take care of. So the only thing that you need to look at is the base salary. That's the base a- salary is 11 this year. 11.6 next year and 13 point something the year after that. What do you have the exact? Yeah, 13, 13.25 million. And the Titans, they have, they basically, they save 10.1875 million and they have 3.2 million in debt money. So and they pay that two years of $1.6 million prorated yes. bonus. And that's so their dead money. You're not even taking on the entire contract. I nope. mean, Tennessee has taken some of this. And do you know where Drell Casey ranks for the defensive lineman with his $11.78 million contract this year, or the money that Denver has to pay him this year? Do you know where that ranks in defensive lineman in the NFL? I mean, we're talking about a five t- five-time Pro Bowler, five consecutive Pro Bowls. Where is it at? 25th. Wow. 25th. And if the Broncos had paid DJ Reader, they would have been uh, looking at in the in the teens in terms of where that would rank. And the highest defensive lineman, Aaron Donald, $25 million wow. this year. Double. Double. Over double. It's and, crazy. And obviously Aaron Donald is of a different course. animal. But this is... I mean, you said it, Zach. I don't know where I can poke holes in this. The Broncos will be guaranteeing about $5.45 million to, to Jarrell Casey this year in five days. They're paying him the whole salary this year. Spoiler alert. So that part doesn't matter. I even asked the guys at SpotRack uh, if there's anything after that. They said explicitly no. So next year and the year after that, zero guarantees. If – things go awry this year, which I don't uh, expect, then you're free and you can go back to the drawing board next year. But I assume at least two of these years, he's going to be here and playing at a high level. There's another thing to consider about this, guys. Let's say you you assume that Shelby Harris and Derek Wolf are both moving on, right? Yep. Now you do. Yeah. You're going to pay Jarrell Casey – you know, in ten to thirteen, if he plays out his contract, he has a thirteen million dollar cap figure in a couple of years. Big whoop! But you're giving away a seventh round pick with some of the departures that are coming. Will Parks, you've got, um, like I said, Shelby Harris, Derek Wolf, Chris Harris Jr. 
Gerald Casey doesn't count toward the comp total because yep. it's a trade. Just like Boyer. So you're going to probably get a nice compensatory pick haul coming here in 2021. You may even be talking about getting at least one third-round compensatory pick, even with Glas- Graham Glasgow coming in. Did I say that right? Glasgow? Well, okay. So the city <laughs> in Scotland is pronounced Glasgow. Yes. Our, a couple of our Scottish listeners have chimed in and, yes. and corrected on us. But that doesn't necessarily mean that's the way that he pronounces his name. Because if you are talking about Pueblo, that's the way it's pronounced. But if you're in Colorado, it's pronounced Pueblo. Yeah. So <laughs> there's a there's some leeway here depending on what region you're in. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if his name is Graham Glasgow, even though the city is Glasgow. Well, yeah. hopefully we'll have a chance to ask him. I'm sure we will at some point. <laughs> we'll also Things have a chance to, to ask normal. him how he makes that mustache so beautiful. <laughs> it's a great. The Broncos needed a good uh, addition to the mustache crowd. He looks a little like Matt Paradis to me. He does a little bit. <laughs> Do you manscape the mustache? I I would stick with a beard trimmer on that. But you know what? Henry's out here uh, manscaping his legs. So um, he is full of regret. But you know what? We've I Everyone's, I feel like when you're growing up, everyone's overshaved at some point. Oh, yes. Yes, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Even my beard one time, I was like using someone else's beard trimmer. Um, like uh, my stepdad's beard trimmer and I just thought like oh yeah I always shave I always like trim my beard on setting seven so I just like mm-hmm. didn't even think twice I put his on seven his seven was a lot shorter <laughs> than my seven and I was really bummed out for a couple days so anyways um, look at the way that the Broncos have done this if you can divorce yourself from the idea that these all have to be free agent acquisitions I'm putting that in air quotes Here's what the Broncos have done. A.J. Boye, Justin Simmons, Jarrell Casey, Graham Glasgow, Glasgow, <laughs> Devontae Bosby, Jeff Driscoll. So it's not quite fully spending on offense, drafting on defense, but it's still emphasizing defense over offense right, in this you spent period. Over $30 million just on the defense. Right. What were the Broncos' biggest needs going into the entire offseason, not just what they what we thought they were going to attack in free agency? Wide receiver? Cornerback, defensive line, offensive line, offensive line, and backup, backup quarterback. If you ask this guy over here, <laughs> so I they, sleep better at night today than I did yesterday. They hit it out of the park with their backup quarterback and Mace's mind getting the veteran. They got a starting cornerback, so solidified that they got a stud on the offensive line, and they got a five-time Pro Bowler on the defensive line. So right now. We're sitting before the new league year has even started, and there's one major hole left at wide receiver. And hey, what position is the best to fill in the draft? Wide receiver. When I put together my ideal free agency plan for the Broncos last week, I didn't have them touching wide receiver in free agency Mm -hmm. because it's that deep in the draft. So, heck of a job. I think it's been an incredible job. Just on the surface, you kept your number one guy right. in Justin Simmons. Throw that in there, too. You uh, plugged your what, what someone at the Combine told us is the Broncos' biggest hole, cornerback. You addressed the one that was sneakily going to be a scary place if you didn't get it, and that's defensive line. And then you got an offensive lineman that makes you feel a lot better about what you're doing up front. 
if you told me this before this all started, I would have said, clean your hands, let's go. And the one guy that we were bummed that they might be losing from a depth standpoint in Bosby is back to essentially at the vet men. So uh, my hat's off because I think that the Broncos have nailed this. And like you said, it's not even the new league year hasn't even begun yet. No. Well, that's the whole thing with this legal tampering period, too. The, the new league year hasn't begun, but most of it is done. Not all of it, but most of the big names are done, although it's interesting how the Broncos' big names are still lingering out there on the market. All, all of them, yeah. except for Connor McGovern. Yeah. And I don't Not know a big if name. we would be, yeah, we'd call him a big name ever. And, and he was the consolation prize for the Jets because the Jets really wanted Graham Glasgow. Yep. But the Broncos beat him out. What does that say, that John Elway made the right move on not re-signing those guys? Because we know Shelby wanted big-time money. We know Derek wanted $10 million. That's big-time money. And we know Chris wanted big-time money. Well, when is big-time money paid out? Right now, these past 48 hours. No one's touched them. I haven't even thought about any of these guys yet. No. Um, And it's twofold. But we already know the first side of the fold, which is that the Broncos haven't been very good. And so when people don't want your players, it's an indictment on your roster. Mm -hmm. But we've already known, based on the record on paper, that the roster doesn't need an an indictment. We already know it's not very good, or it wasn't very good. So um, all of these guys sitting in uh, purgatory right now. Derek Wolf tweets at Mike Kliss just now about the Jarrell Casey signing. Great pickup. (laughs) I wonder if he's starting to think, well, I might be coming back to Denver at a lower rate. Glad they're, you know, glad I'm going to have a good player across from me. It's, to me, like I said, it's a, it's a bit of a, a black mark on the roster itself. Mm-hmm. But it might end up working out pretty well. You might end up getting a, a Derek Wolf $6 million. Well, you it's, didn't. It sounds crazy because mm. he told you he's not playing for less than 10 Uh-huh. But I'll tell you what, six is better than zero. Well, Especially in this climate. Yeah. Sometimes you have to come crawling back, right? 100%. And and the other thing, don't forget with the Broncos, they didn't have three consecutive losing seasons here because they were doing things well and because they had a roster that was stacked. Totally. Just saying. I mean, sometimes I think when we're viewing a team closely, it's a little bit of human nature. We tend to overvalue and undervalue, but sometimes we miss the actual value. And that's why we kind of take a step back. And with Derek Wolf, one reason why the Broncos weren't interested in re-signing him earlier was the injury history. Well, you know what? 31 other teams know about that injury history, too. Right. This, this is what I've wanted John Elway to do for a couple of years now, is say, where have we been? This isn't good. And yes, these are good players. Chris Harris is a good player. Shelby Harris is a good player. Derek Wolf is a good player. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders was a good player. But... Something's not going right. You got to change something. And this is an entire overhaul that I absolutely love. And he's not just getting rid of these players. He's bringing in arguably better players at the exact same price. Chris wanted A.J. uh, Boye money. Derek and Shelby wanted uh, Jarrell Casey money. Uh, Ron Leary was pretty much going to make Graham Glasgow uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Type of money. We'll wait until we talk to him. <laughs> Anything's on the table until we talk to him. And so Elway just swapped these players out. It's it's fantastic. I'm so, so thankful for the NFL for going forward with this. 
Um, I mean, as much as I had fun talking about Love is Blind last night, I don't want to do that on this podcast. I don't, I, you know, like, if we were just sitting here and nothing was going on, I probably would have gotten five minutes of Love is Blind talking in this first segment. But thank, I'm really thankful for the NFL because uh, you guys can hear the energy in our voices. There's stuff going on. This is exciting. It's the only thing in town right now, which is what I told Mace right now. Sports Center can fill whole shows with just NFL free agency talk. This is what the NFL wanted all along. Yep. I've yet to see anyone. Well, compl- without the whole pandemic hanging over, of course. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what I'm saying is they all, all along, we're going to, I guarantee you behind closed doors, we're saying, hey, if we go forward with this, the, the stage is ours. And that's why I told you last week that I thought they weren't going to slow this, any of this down. They know the lull will come, we assume. But right now, their center stage, it's exciting Fans are locked in on social media. The engagement is off the charts. And I think everyone needs this right now. And, so, and then after this ebbs, we start counting down to the draft. And the draft's going on as well. Yeah. It'll be weird, but so is everything else but, right now. But there is a long likely coming. And uh, Steelers owner Art Rooney II actually was uh, quoted in a story that was uh, put out there by Pro Football Talk today, and I think it came from Pittsburgh Post-Gazette originally, saying that they, uh, there's an increasing chance that even training camp could be affected. And that basically, at this point, OTAs, you have to assume OTAs aren't going to happen. I kind of have oh, – I'm with you on that. Um, I kind of have an issue with all of these – front office executives being quoted in these stories because I think there's too much information out there right now and it's really confusing to people and when someone like that when someone of that stature makes a comment it seems like it holds a lot of water but all anyone can do is guess about anything right now I kind of wish everyone would just keep their mouths shut for a little while and let the people who know what the heck they're talking about talk instead of just put, like I can't keep up with anything I have no idea what what baseball is thinking and basketball and what you know the president is thinking and any of this stuff it's like there's too much being put out right now I just wish everyone would sit back and say like let the professionals talk we don't need to proc- you know uh, prognosticate any of this in their defense I think they're reading stuff that professionals at least in the infectious disease realm are putting out there and there was uh, that report that came from out of um, out of the United Kingdom that has been discussed a lot in uh, news circles over the last 48 hours or so suggesting that it might even be as much as 18 months before things are back to normal again who knows there's just there's but that's but that's where I think some of this understanding that this is going to be a while, and even and even if a season is played, it might not even be played under normal circumstances. Uh, I think that some of those discussions have already happened in NFL circles. Right. I, I'm fully on board with everyone being prepared for whatever. Um, I just I wish they weren't talking because, like I said, everyone it's too hard to keep up with what everyone is saying right now. Uh, anyways, back to football. Jarrell Casey. Jarrell Casey. Casey at the bat. That was, that was for you, Mace. You uh, thank you very much. It was a throwback reference for you. Well, we've got one of our DNVR watches uh, programs is the baseball series by Ken Burns. Yeah, and, so. and I guess this is a good chance to talk about that really quickly. 
We're just trying to give you guys something to watch at night. We will get around to Broncos games, and that's where I was going with this. We know a lull will come eventually, we think. When that comes, we have a catalog full of Broncos games that we can all watch, which will be really exciting. But uh, really quick, if you don't have anything to do tonight, well, we got two things for you to watch. Both are on YouTube. At 6, we're going to watch the Stanley Cup Finals Game 1, 2001 Stanley Cup Finals. I'm really excited about this. I was nine years old when that series took place. I don't remember who won what games, except, of course, that the Avs won Game 7. So everything else is going to be a surprise for me. No spoilers, please, from anyone. I don't know who's going to score. I don't know when they're going to score. It's going to be like a whole new thing for me. So I'm really excited about that. Um, At 8, we're going to watch the Nuggets 2009 playoffs round 1, game 1 against the Hornets. All times mountain, by the way. What's that? All times mountain. Yeah, of course. Um, And that will be really fun. And then, of course, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, um, at 6 o'clock, we're going to have the baseball documentary that you just mentioned. And 8 o'clock, the crown jewel of the whole series. (laughs) Love is blind. Tweet along with us. Have fun with it. The point of it is that it is stupid. I hope everyone understands that. We need stupidity in our lives, not the kind. No, I'm not going to go there. I was going to say, in some regards, no, we have no, more not, than enough no, stupidity in the world right not, now. We're not going there. <laughs> we need stupid entertainment in our lives. At least I believe that. So if you're along with me on that, watch Love is Blind with us. It's stupid and hilarious, and we're having fun with it. And you can tweet using hashtag DNVR Watches. We have podcasts that are going to come out about Love is Blind. Uh, and then... Of course, if you listen to the DNVR Nuggets podcast, you'll hear them talking about that playoff series. DNVR Avs podcast, you'll hear them talking about that playoff series. Baseball, DNVR Rockies, guys. So we're just we're trying to keep you entertained. It's the, it's the best way that we can help people right now. Well put. All right. I assume we are going to have a horde of questions as it relates to all the moves here. Um, but quickly, I just want to talk with you guys about the other moves that went on. Um, just... Quick reaction, and then I, I assume we'll be able to get deeper into it, but I want to talk about that in the first segment. So, Zach, the trade of Andy Janovich, your thoughts? Well, the reason they did it was to, one, free up money, and two, because it wasn't a scheme fit. Guys, they freed up about half a million dollars this year. So for this year, I don't like it because Andy Janovich brought half a million dollars worth of special teams juice. I know he wasn't going to be part of the offense, but... It frees you up from a couple million dollars, about $4 million next year and the year after. This was this was a clear dedication to Pat Shermer. So I'm okay with it. It's it's not a sexy move by any means when you turn around and realize that they just traded a seventh for Jarrell Casey. It makes it a little easier to realize that you got a seventh for Jano, though. I don't think John does this on purpose, but it is funny when people are like, you got a seventh round pick? That's nothing. And then he turns around and flips right. the seventh round pick into a pro bowler. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The scheme just didn't suit Janovich. And there are times you're going to need a fullback when you go short yardage. Andrew Beck can be a back is a backup tight end who can play fullback in a pinch and did reasonably well. He got better as the season went on. The presence of Beck means you don't need a pure fullback because you're going to use a pure fullback so rarely in this scheme. If Beck doesn't emerge, I'm not sure they're making this trade. But Beck is there, and you say, okay, fine, let's move on from Jano. So one more time, Jano, 
love Jano. <laughs> we had 22 Janos. We'd be all right. God, Broccolivo. It's the gift that keeps on giving, but today the giving stops. Oh, wow, that's I'm sad. sad to lose that. <laughs> hey, it'll never go away. We'll still find a way to use the 22 Janos. <laughs> um, so you need 22 so I, Becks. I think the, the reaction here is bummer because Jano and the death of the fullback. He's a good dude. I, I liked him a lot. And, of course, he's going to drive that beat-up truck out to Cleveland. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. And it's good for him. I'm happy for him because, scheme-wise, he's going to be an important part of the Browns' offense. Kevin Stefanski, of course, he was in Minnesota last year, worked with Gary Kubiak. There are going to be a lot of Kubiak elements in the Browns' offense for 2020 and beyond. There's a good role for him. I'm glad that Cleveland sees value in Jano, but I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss him, too. He can go hang out with T.C. McCartney up in Cleveland. I guess that's a slight connection of why they would want to do that. Jano you think maybe they asked T.C.? Hey, what kind of dude is Jano? I would hope so. I would hope so, too. I've heard that the Broncos don't have those type of conversations with people that have connections with players, so who knows? You would hope that. I mean, Stefanski, I'm sure, would, would talk to Kubiak. Hey, right. Kubes, you drafted Jano. What do you think? Yeah. Really quick, connecting love is blind to this trade. Oh, I love that. Baker Mayfield looks like Mark. Mark looks like Baker Mayfield. Hmm. I couldn't unsee it. Once I saw it, the smile, oh, and they're both short. Yep, just see it next time. Look next time. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll look. Yep. I'll, uh, I'll keep an eye out for that. <laughs> I Dude, that show, and I, I swear <laughs> we won't go on to this. But How long it, is each episode? An hour. It, yeah, okay, yes, cause, 57 oh, minutes. Okay, because... The only problem, I love that we're doing the DNVR watch parties, but I, unfortunately on my schedule, I'm never going to be able to do a six to eight. Okay. Well, this and is eight, perfect. And eight, eight to, to and nine. eight to, yeah. and eight to nine is out and eight to 10, I could do like nine to 10, but eight to nine is out because that's my kid's bedtime hour. So I'm going to be watching these probably behind you guys. You just got to schedule your tweets, right? What do you mean? Just schedule all of your tweets to match up with the show. So you're saying watch it earlier and then put it out there? No, you don't have to. Oh, yeah, you man. can have like a clock and say right. like, okay, I'm five minutes in. That would be 8.05. Yep. Schedule a tweet. Um, but what if I'm like 30 seconds ahead and all of a sudden you all see the tweets and I end up kind of spoiling it for you? Well, There's a risk there. And be a, a second late. <laughs> you, you, you are in control, Mace. You, you, you have to start you it right at, the puppet master. You have to start it right at 8 o'clock then. Oh, I swear to you, last night. I'm sitting right here. TV's right there. One, I'm looking at my clock. I've got a tweet timed up, and I've got the play button right here. As soon as it hit eight, boom, press both. We are off to the races. Um, okay, and then quickly on Jeff, Jeff Driscoll. It, good backup signing. Now, it, it, seemed, it seemed like a punch in the face last night after missing out on DJ Reader. Not making a big splash. I remember last year when they made the Juwan James splash at 9 p.m. on Monday. Now, I know this was Tuesday, but I was thinking maybe Elway still does have a big move up his sleeve. Maybe a Jarrell Casey type of move uh, <laughs> hidden up there. Uh, and then it comes out uh, three minutes before or 11 minutes before we're supposed to start Love is Blind that it's Jeff Driscoll. It came out before? Yeah. Yeah, just a yeah, couple minutes did. before. Wow, I that was so overwhelming for me trying to. It was to, so overwhelming because I was trying to take notes. I had to do the podcast. And I wanted to have like yeah. detailed notes on the show, so I'm taking notes. 
I'm the Slack channel's blowing up. Twitter is everyone's talking about the show. Yeah. I'm getting texts. I was like, I was, <laughs> it was more overwhelming than covering a Broncos game. <laughs> that is, that is, who knew? Hashtag DNVR watches. Yeah. But that's the move. So it, initially it did feel like a slap in the face. But when you take a step back and you realize that it wasn't Jeff Driscoll's fault that the teams that he was with went one in seven when he started, he's actually uh, a good veteran presence. And I have to imagine he's going to be. Uh, on the cheap as well. So in the end, it, it's a good it's a good move to get Jeff. The thing with Dress Driscoll that I like about him most of all, first of all, he's not going to challenge Drew Locke. I and he's here to support Drew Locke. Second is that stylistically, there are a lot of similarities between Jeff Driscoll and Drew Locke. I mean, they're the same height for crying out loud. Except six, for four. one that one's pretty good. One exactly. You would you would say accurately that Jeff Driscoll is a lesser Drew Locke. Okay. He's not as accurate. Mm-hmm. He isn't quite as settled in the pocket. His sack rate is much higher. Now, he's a little faster in terms of straight line speed, so if he has to step in, maybe you have a few more designed runs, but you can have those for Drew Locke as well because of the speed that he has. So, realistically, with Jeff Driscoll, if he comes in, you don't have to change the offense. Yeah. And I, I love that, that you can just plug him in there and maybe the results won't be quite as good as they would be with Drew Locke, but you don't have to fundamentally change what you're doing. You can just go and run the offense. He has starting experience. Don't get too hung up on the fact that teams for which he started went 1-7 in, in those games. <laughs> I'm pretty hung up on that. Okay, fine. <laughs> the Bengals and Lions, I think those are not exactly the best hands. That's very true. And I very, will say this, Detroit's scoring per game on offense dropped by a little less than 25% when he left the lineup and was replaced by David Bluff. Yeah, he, here's where I'm at on this. And I saw someone post this. They said, like, if, if uh, Driscoll has to play two games, the Broncos will be all right. If – uh, Drew Locke goes on IR, touching wood. Right. Then they're they're screwed. And I'm like, yeah, welcome to the NFL. Exactly. If you lose the most important player on your team, you are in big trouble. You can get by with Dr- Jeff Driscoll for a month. I'd say four games is is about the maximum that to where you could still have a good season. I don't even think so. Um, but I I don't think there was anyone out there that the Broncos were going to be able to get. But that's okay. That's just the way it is. That's life. There's only about 20 good quarterbacks in the world, in my opinion. So you can't have two. Could you say he's a lesser John Elway because he was drafted by both an MLB team and an NFL team? Oh, maybe And he that... didn't play baseball in college either. Wow. Yeah. He's definitely an athlete, mm-hmm. uh, a, a very good athlete. And, and for me, I like having legs on your backup because they're just not going to have the pocket awareness. They're not going to have any of that stuff. If they if if the Broncos have to, they can go to a read option style thing and just try and hang on. And I'm cool with that. So let's move on to the questions here. But first, a big shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, they have our backs. Like that's what the coolest thing to me is. They really have our backs through this. And um, small businesses and and workers and employees and people all over the world are in a tough place right now. And all you have is the people that have your back. 
and Breck really has our back, and I'm not just saying that. It's really true. So um, would love for you guys to continue supporting Breck throughout this the same way that you're con continuing to support us. If you're in Colorado in the area, they have curbside pickup for uh, beers from the farmhouse right now, which is pretty cool. Uh, I went and did it yesterday. You literally you can call them, tell them what you want, say, hey, I need two six-packs of Strawberry Skies, some resolutions, a nitro Irish stout, um, and you literally drive up, tell them your name, and they come out, put it right into your car, and you're good to go. Um, That's pretty sweet. Limit contact as much as possible, which I know is important to people. And if you want, they'll even make you food from the farmhouse. Ooh. So you can do a full order of beer and food from the farmhouse. Um, I personally recommend doing the 15-can sampler pack right now. I feel like when you're – right now is the time to be adventurous <laughs> yeah. in all of the other things since you can't go on actual adventures. Find find a new beer that you might uh, might not have known about before. So check out the 15-can the sampler. And then there's also an app. Let me double-check on the name here. There's Drizzly. Also an app called Drizzly. That is essentially Grubhub for booze. Woo. So you can order your Brex through Drizzly right now, which is really, really cool. Again, they, they really do have our backs in this. And I think that's rare uh, at a time like this. And it's understandable why not everyone can do that for each other, but they're doing that for us. So really important for us to uh, support them as well. And I mentioned this yesterday, but when all this comes to an end, we're going to want to go do stuff. We are programmed to go do things. That's what we like doing. It's, it's how we have fun, especially us as sports fans. We like to be places with other people. It's not happening right now. But when this ends, we're going to want to go do a lot of things. And In We Go is the perfect app for that. So just keep them in mind. Because when we get to the other side of this, we're going to want to do a lot of stuff. And I have done so many things just thanks to In We Go. I, I'm... I've got my fingers crossed the sooner this happens, the, you know, that all of my favorite events that take place in the summer are still going to be on Chicken Fight Fest, Taco Fest, all of these places. Uh, in we go, hooks it up. So make sure that you keep them in mind for when we get to the other side of this. And when that happens, you can use the code DNVR and get a, your first month free and just go crazy. I'm dying, dying to use in we go once this is all behind us. And in the meantime, might as well just have some Breck brews. Absolutely. All right, Mace, first question is for you here. Is that because it's our from our friend? It the is. Count? It is. All our right. very good friend. Oh, man. Well, let me just uh, cue this up here. Killing us. Oh, wow. I was going to say I'll take the second question. Normally, you know normally the second I'm ready to, from? Normally, I'm ready to go on the count this. Count again. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was, looking up, I was looking up something. You got me looking up Drizzly. Oh. I wanted to, to be see confused how with Driscoll. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hopefully Driscoll well, we, doesn't make you turn to Drizzly. We've talked about mm. the uh, ooh, very good. We've talked about the three Ds here, and we had the two Ds there from the count from Count Locula. Things I hate: tuna casserole, the Raiders, and chicken. The squeaky sound it makes on my fangs is irrevocable. Thank you. I'm having a irrevocable. That is a word. That's a hell of a word. It's a, it's a word I don't like to say because it's better in writing than it is spoken and obscene. Things I love. O-line play. 
RK's filthy fade, not the golf one, the hair one. Really good tahini. What do all those things have in common? Probably nothing. This comment is dedicated to Iceman. <laughs> Love you, bro. Love the count. Oh, man, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Oh, and he follows up with a football question. What do you think happens with Tua's stock when we can't get in-house physicals done? Love the count. Does it make a team like the Dolphins a little more weary about taking him with a top five pick? Well, the thing with... Tua and all these guys, at least that went to the combine, mm. is that you put them through the battery of physical tests there in Indianapolis. So for those 300-plus players, everybody should have the medical information they need based off that. Now, then it becomes a matter of finding out, has he had a setback over the weeks that follow the combine? But generally speaking, you can get a really good idea and project where a player's rehab and recovery is going to go based on having that examination at the combine. I think it. I don't think it's going to affect him all that much. I, th- I think he ends up in the top five, and I still think he ends up going to Miami. I still think he ends up going there. That's a really good point about the combine, Mace. Um, and uh, But if there are any setbacks, it's only Tua's camp that's going to uh, be putting those out there and to his camp won't do that. Now, I don't expect it as setbacks, though, either. Now, the other thing that comes into play for all quarterbacks picked, and this could be true for players at any position, but if the offseason work is blown up, then at the quarterback position in particular, it might be a little bit of an uphill climb to be as ready as you would like them to be in year one. That's a good point. Vanderlei Industries. Mace Twitter is keeping me alive these days. It's like seeing someone challenge an encyclopedia. They're getting maced. Well, nice. you nailed that. Zach Twitter, keeping me informed of the many moves each day and letting me know what's good happening in Bronco land. Ryan Twitter, always repping the DNVR brand. Is the offseason plan still to buy defense and draft offense? Uh... Essentially, Mostly. I mean, like we said, they spent thirty million, over thirty million dollars on the defense so far. Well, let, I guess let's add it up. Twelve, you know, lightly. Twelve on Boye, twelve on Simmons, thirteen. Yep. Uh, isn't eleven? A, isn't Boye's a uh, cap figure for this year thirteen point five? Okay, thirteen point five on Boye. So we're at twenty five between Boye and Simmons. Uh-huh. Okay, twenty five between those two, and then you add in another eleven on. Uh, Jarrell Casey, you're up to 33. Uh, whatever Bosby is, is is 36 or 36. Sorry, 36. See, I told you I'm not good with numbers. <laughs> and then you you still figure one more cornerback, whether it's a Prince of Mukamara. You're hearing the name Nickel Roby Coleman floating out there, as well as somebody the Broncos could be looking at. But either way, you're in the four to six million dollar range. Right. So we're talking we're talking forty to forty five million dollars on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. So we were right in that sense. Then you chip in a little bit for uh, our guy, Glasgow, Glasgow, 11, Glasgow, Glasgow. Uh, And then um, Jeff Driscoll is about four for the sake of Mace. Four million on Jeff Driscoll. <laughs> it's funny. I did, I slept worse last night. I don't why? know why. I just had a really poor night's sleep. The idea of bringing back Brandon Allen and having him as the number two quarterback behind Drew Locke scared the crap out Listen, of me. I'm going to be care, perfectly honest here. You can load Brandon Allen right into the cannon next to <laughs> Joe Flacco for all I care. I just, 
uh, I was fine with Brett Rippin. So if we're doing this with, with Joe Flacco and Brandon Allen, what in the world and where are you shooting Kevin Hogan? Oh. Not sh- like, killing him, like <laughs> no. shooting him into the sun. No, he went in the other direction. He's, he left the solar system. <laughs> he's, head out be- he's out beyond Pluto, which to me is still a planet. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> What's the other one? The new one that's yeah, further than Pluto? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have they named it yet? You could you could Unnamed name it Hogan. Planet. Yeah, that's what planet I was Hogan. Yes, Hogan Hogan Planet. It's like Bronco Land. But <laughs> or if worst came further away. Or if worst came to worst, he may not be at Pluto, but maybe at least he's past Uranus. Oh wow! DTL. Oh come chime. on! I'm not passing up a Uranus joke. <laughs> DTL's chiming in. Hey guys, quick question: What is the name of the Madden League? It's hard to find. And Malheim Mike says, "I'm looking to. I want in. Yes." I've heard about this. Now, obviously, I've known that it's going on, but, Ryan, you've now joined? I've, well, I joined the chat. I still, haven't, I, I still haven't had time to turn on the Xbox and actually join the league, so I'm sorry to Timmy from Sweden because I'm sure that's annoying him. Um, <laughs> uh, but I – yeah, so the Madden League, I think we're up to 20 teams right now. Ooh. So there's 12 more spots, um, maybe 11. I don't know what's going on overnight, but – and is it is it when you get in, you get to pick the remaining teams? Yeah. So time is of the essence? Yep, exactly. Um, there's still some really good teams on the board. I, I took the Do Eagles. Have... Okay. Oh, wow. Yep. That's a good I, team. Unfortunately, my Cardinals were off the board. <laughs> um, but I got the Eagles. Ooh, Hank got the Browns. Looking... Oh, interesting. Yeah, Piano. my Cardinals are looking Who got sweet. stuck yeah, with Miami? Are. I don't know if anyone has Miami yet. but um, <laughs> Or Cincinnati. What you do is you email, email Timmy from Sweden at gmail.com. Timmy from Sweden, gmail.com. Um, and let him know you want in, and he'll send you all the info. Perfect. Next one coming in from Empower Field Edward. Hey, guys. Thanks for the content as usual. I changed my username from Cutler Orton Tebow Manning to this, despite your awesome suggestions. I wish I could up my subscription, but I live paycheck to paycheck. We understand that. When I get my bonus, I will buy a DNVR shirt. Awesome. My question today would be, who is your sleeper pick for the late rounds? Not just for the Broncos, but someone who you think might be the next Tom Brady, maybe. Thanks, gentlemen. Stay clean. There's no next Tom Brady. Um, but there is a new destination for Tom Brady. I can tell you about a late-round quarterback who wears number 12. Steven Montes. <laughs> He's not the next Tom Brady, I can assure you of that. Uh, but I'm trying to think of who my favorite would you know, know. Who, you know who my favorite late-round quarterback is of recent? Who? Of recent. Oh, of recent. Yeah, easy. Trev. Trevor Simeon. Trev! <laughs> But oh, do, you I have a, a, say, do, you, do you have a late round sleeper, Mace? This Your year, favorite. This not, year, not necessarily all a quarterback. Time. I know you'll go Kevin Davidson if we do. Is that his or, name? Or Anthony Gordon out of uh, Washington State. I like him too. Yeah. Favorite late round sleeper. I would like to see what happens with Alex Taylor, the offensive tackle out of South Carolina State. If a team can give him a year to two years to kind of refine his game and get him in the weight room because he's six foot nine. He's incredibly long. Wow. He's quick, but he at, at, he at 308 pounds. He even looks a little bit thin. He probably could carry another 20 or 30 pounds on his frame easily. He's a converted basketball player. Of course. So that explains kind of the athleticism. And 
the guy that he's studying and trying to pattern himself after, and I think it's a great comp for him, is Alejandro Villanueva hmm. of Pittsburgh. Yeah. But Villanueva, as we know, took some time. Well, under and Mike some Munchak, lo- though. And some love and coaching from Mike Munchak. And that's why, just as I watched him at the Senior Bowl, and he had a rough going in the game. Again, he's got to get stronger. He's got to make sure his base is more consistent. But I'd love to take a day three, sixth or seventh round flyer on him and see where he goes. I think he's got incredible upside. Oh, I love that. I absolutely love that. Especially, I mean, anyone with incredible upside, give to Mike Munchak, and I'm all for. Ooh, definitely. Mace, Missouri Bronco has a request for you. All right. It says, I want to hear Mace say Jano in that guttural voice, deep voice, just one time. RIP to Jano's career in Denver. All right. So can we get one? Jano. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jano. Oh man, love Jano. Make it your ringtone. Uh, next one here is from Mile High Mike. He says, "I'll admit, Elway is more quiet than I was expecting. Maybe not anymore. Ooh. I recognize that we have to count for Boye Simmons in Glasgow, uh, and I've just I've been saying Glasgow all week, <laughs> and it just naturally I'm going with Glasgow now uh, as acquisitions. But compared to some of the moves around the league, it still seems like he's in no hurry." The Raiders have already bought seven players, I think. Uh, is this a naive perspective? Well, we know now that uh, John's made another move. The Raiders are really aggressive. I gotta—I mean, I hate to do it, but I got to tip my cap to them. They are definitely uh, planning to be more exciting when they get to Vegas. I love Jason Witten for $4 million. I think that's a great move. Zach, and, <laughs> and you love um, Rivers to the Colts and Brady oh, to the Bucks as you, well. You nailed it all. I love all of them. <laughs> But what I will say to Mile High Mike, I know the Broncos made another splash, so wherever this comment falls with that, um, teams that win the offseason and win free agency typically don't do well. I Dream mean, Team Eagles. It, exactly. For several years, Washington was the offseason champions. Right, exactly. And now there there are the, the teams that defy that, like the Broncos when they had Peyton Manning. They were always winning the offseason, then winning Super Bowls and stuff, but... Just, that was it, Peyton Manning. It, right. <laughs> it's okay that the Broncos haven't been making every single big move out there. Okay, he goes on. Where do you think Cam lands with Teddy in Carolina? Ooh, um, keep your eye on the Chargers. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he can mentally handle facing Von Miller twice a year. I think he's going to the Chargers or he's going to Chicago. Oh, man. Both those poor fan bases. Teddy was thinking Chicago, right? Wasn't he in talks with the Bears? I'm or confused. Are they getting of? a starter? With Teddy? Yeah, like, were they planning on making him their starter? I'm very confused. They were They were in, reportedly in talks with Bridgewater. Supposedly they've been sniffing around Nick Foles. So they're, they're getting out on uh, Trubisky. They've seen enough of Trubisky, it sounds like, or at least they want another option. They, I think Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace are looking for a situation like the Titans had this past year where you mm. bring in somebody who's a little bit of a dented card but can play, and then if the guy you drafted continues to falter, then you can move in another direction. One thing to note, of course, on Mitchell Trubisky, the Bears have to make up their mind on the fifth-year option with him. Over the next several it weeks. Sounds like their mind is made up. Yeah. <laughs> yes. If you're a Bears fan, do you feel better about bringing Cam Newton into the fold? Nope. 
Well, it, yes, if you're a Bears fan, you do because you're just you're kind of in the uh, anything is better than what we have mode. But Cam Newton cannot throw the ball anymore. His arm is shot. I think that's the situation of if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. Yep. But I feel the same exact way about Cam Newton that I feel about Philip Rivers and to an extent Brady. Of me, all of these people, Brady's going to have the best season. Um, Welcome aboard. But ask the Titans how the two quarterbacks having none thing worked out because they had two quarterbacks. It turned out they found a guy who they're putting their future in his hands. I thought they had zero quarterbacks, and then they miraculously ended up with one. (laughs) It's true. It's really Um, helped that he could hand the ball off to Derrick Henry. I am so absolutely positively convinced that that contract is not going to work out for I them. agree with that. All right, he goes on. Should the Bucks wide receivers Godwin and Evans be at the tip top of my fantasy list this season with Brady under center, or are they going to produce about the same? I think they're going to produce less. Yeah. Well, they are makes... producing with Jameis. Yeah, because interceptions don't statistically, fantasy-wise, hurt the wide receivers. And Jameis was putting up – did he have 5,000 yards? Yeah. 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns is going to be good for any wide receiver. Yeah. And the, the thing with the Bucks last year, a lot of those yards, a lot of those touchdowns came because Jameis was trying to throw his way out of the hole that he created for his team. Now, Bruce Arians has said, no risk it, no biscuit. But at the same time, Tom Brady, at this point in his career, not having the ability to push it more than 25 yards down the field or throw deep and outside... Tom Brady is going to be playing a more controlled brand of offense. So I think the Bucs are going to be much better in terms of giveaway takeaway. They may average fewer points, but I think Tom Brady's function is going to be helping the defense out a I, little bit if he can avoid mistakes. I have a really hard time understanding how Brady is going to end up in Tampa Bay. Why? That it's, was that it still blows my mind. It's just I just it, I, it's not a brand building move. It's not a win-now move, in my opinion. Sorry, Mace. Well, it's a little bit of a brand-building move because their ticket sales have flagged, and all of a sudden... Well, it's a brand-building move for the Buccaneers. (laughs) Yes. But I'm saying, like, I just don't understand where, for Tom, this benefits him. I thought he was going to go the sexy route. Right. L.A. Yes. A a big, sexy move. And, yeah, I agree. Tampa Bay's... You're saying Tampa Bay's not sexy? Sorry. There may be some sexiness on the beaches, but not with the Bucks. Well, well, there were a lot of people at the beach. Too much right now. Yeah, on on Monday, because that's it was not far from Tampa and Clearwater Beach where they captured all those people (laughs) from the helicopter (laughs) hanging out at, at the shore. So, look, I've been thinking a lot about this. And to understand why at least it makes sense for the Bucks, you got to understand their history with quarterbacks because it's tortured. Some of this is of their own doing. Their first owner, Hugh Culverhouse, was a cheap bastard. Woo! Oh, wow. You know, earmuffs. <laughs> well, this is a true story. Uh, his, his widow, who died a few years ago, Joy Culverhouse, when she found out some of the things about him in depositions and legal matters after his death, she said that she wished she could pull him from out of his grave and oh, wow. and choke him. Oh, my gosh. Okay. He was not a good person. He was very stingy in how he ran the team. And so Doug Williams, a name that Bronco fans probably don't want to remember, Doug Williams was the Bucks' quarterback for five seasons. They went to the playoffs three times. 
more success than they would have for a long time after that. The Bucks lowballed Doug Williams, and at the time there was the USFL, and the USFL came and gave Doug Williams a contract, and he was gone. And then, of course, he ends up in Washington when the USFL folds. Bronco fans would prefer to forget what happened next. <laughs> but they had a franchise quarterback, and they decided to be cheap. Wait, so do you like Brady to Tampa Bay? Well, I just like feel it? like with Brady, I understand why they're doing it. I think it's going to end in heartbreak, as almost every quarterback situation for the Bucks has ended in heartbreak, going through Jack the Throne, Samoan Thompson, Steve DeBerg there for a bit. Steve Young, they let go of him to draft Vinny Testaverde, and Vinny Testaverde doesn't work out to be what they hope. Trent Dilfer was just a guy. Brad J- Sean King couldn't follow through on the promise of his rookie season. Br- Brad Johnson got him to the Super Bowl, but right, then right, went we off the cliff it, fast. It. it is a tort. You can Josh, remember Josh Freeman? Yes. He had a great season in 2010, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then fell off the cliff time and again. Just nothing but frustration and heartbreak so you with the quarterback like position. And I just I get why they're trying it because they've literally tried everything else in their forty four year history. But I feel like Tom Brady, the decline is palpable. You can see it over the last three years. And they're asking for something amazing. They're asking for a 43-year-old quarterback to improve his form and reverse a three-year pattern. Whoa. I hope so, but (laughs) I don't know. All right, here we go. Speak of the devil. Jacksonville trading Nick Foles to Chicago for a fourth-round pick. Wow. There it is. Does he start week one? I say yes. Yes. Yes, he beats out Trubisky. Man, that... Holy cow. So what's Jacksonville doing? Unless their grand plan, as we've discussed with Nick Foles, Nick Foles is great when you are in a a save-the-season situation. (laughs) You want him out there in December and January. So maybe Mitch Trubisky gets him to like 6-6 and or something, and they pull the plug, and then Nick Foles leads the Bears to a 4-0 record down the stretch. They roar into the playoffs. I talk about this every single time (laughs) Mitch Trubisky's name comes up. Deshaun Watson was the easiest quarterback evaluation I've ever seen in my life. Uh Now, I'm not going to blame them for Pat Mahomes because I wasn't saying it, but I feel like I can personally blame them for Deshaun Watson. I don't understand how you look at the tape of Trubisky and you look at the tape of Watson and you meet with Trubisky and you meet with Watson and you compare everything and you come down to, we need to trade up for this guy and leave that guy on the board. It blows my mind. And, and like, it makes me angry that someone gets, is getting paid a lot of money to make a move like that. I wish there was a camera that had recorded some and microphone that recorded some of the conversations between John Fox and Ryan Pace leading up to the 2017 draft. There's only one thing that I think could lead you to want Mitch Trubisky over Deshaun Watson, and I don't even think I need to say it. <laughs> You're trying to get Foxy fired? I'm just saying. I'm just saying that exactly. I think there's only one thing, and it has to do Because Foxy with... was a Watson guy. <laughs> no, yep. that's not it. I know, I know, I know, I know what you're saying. That's the thing. I know what you're saying. I don't want to go down that path. So, all right, anyways. And also, what does it say that North Carolina has a quarterback who has a true freshman last year, Sam Howell, was better than Mitchell Trubisky was in his only season as a starter for the Tar Heels? He was never good, and he's exactly. still not good. I just don't understand how I, you... I never got it. And I I watched a lot of Trubisky. Look, I could Drew Locke, 
I was a little bit hesitant on, but I could see why people were enthralled because you could see the arm talent at times with Drew Locke out there at Mizzou. I never saw it with Trubisky, and I saw and I watched a lot of his play. I, I was didn't at, get it. I was at the Combine, and uh, all the quarterbacks were talking, and all the buzz was around Trubisky. I, I didn't even go. I'm just like, this guy sucks, <laughs> and I moved on. All right, he goes on. We Did just spent like an it. hour on one part of one question. Threes for Pat. Fun. Four, if the Broncos don't have a DL free agent signing by the time you guys read this, who's left? I'm saying like, go for Jarrell Casey, yeah. a seventh-round pick. Um, I think fi- maybe they kick the tires on Michael Pierce, the nose tackle from Baltimore, if they're looking at another guy. Five, hoping to get in on the DNVR Madden League before they run out of spots. We addressed that one as well. Thanks for all today. Love you guys. I have spoken. Mile High Mike. Love you too, Mile High Mike. Thunder down under. FYTB now has two meanings. Fantastic news. I love efficiency. You know what? That's a good point. And as I said on Twitter, because TB is also for Tampa Bay, for me, there's only one TB12. That's Doug Williams. Doug Williams is your TB12. <laughs> Some will say Trent Dilfer. That's Some will TD say Luke 12. McCown. <laughs> you guys should try to do the pod later in the day. A lot happens between when you record the pod and when we can listen. Not sure if it's possible. We like to try to stay on a schedule. We can't. Mm-hmm. If we sit here, I've done it before. I've tried the idea of, hey, let's wait to do the pod until the, sh- the shoe drops. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. It never happens. And no. then you end up doing a podcast at 9 p.m. <laughs> with nothing to talk about. And hey, now you got this news fresh off the press. Exactly. It worked out well today. It hasn't the last two days. Hopefully tomorrow it works out well again. And yeah. my guess is, my guess is the Broncos are pretty much done in terms of big moves that they have maybe just over $10 million left to spend, depending on the Bosby contract, depending on um, what they do with Mike Purcell, depending on how much Jeff Driscoll actually was. They'll actually probably have less than $10 million, not including the draft money. So you're not going to sign another big guy. And then you're going to pick up some money on Joe Flacco, but yes. Oh, well, there we go. Jeff Driscoll, two years, $5 million. Fine by me. For a year or total? Uh, Two years, $5 million total. Well, that's actually great. That's better than I was hearing. So that's $2.5 million a year. Yep. That's nice. That'll work. What a gig. What an absolute gig. <laughs> it really is. God, what and, a dream. And you know what What I've always found interesting is that backup quarterbacks and punters, I, I would say they probably have the highest rate of marriage to cheerleaders. Backup quarterbacks, punters, <laughs> and kickers, too. Jason Elam married a cheerleader, for example. Because you're standing on the sideline. The cheerleaders are oh dancing, gosh. you know? Sometimes you have a conversation. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Backup quarterback, a great life. How do I get in on the Madden comp? Can someone swing me the deets? Half, hashtag Wildcat offense for life. Well, we addressed that earlier, so. I'm so scared. Henry is a very good Madden player. <laughs> and he's played two games against people in this league and just got stomped both times. He's gotten stomped? Yes. Uh-oh. And I have played Madden for like a collective 10 hours in the last 10 years. And this is Xbox that you guys are doing it on, right? Yeah. Because so- I'm trying to make a decision whether to buy to, to buy Xbox or go PlayStation. Well, it all comes down to if you like baseball video games because well, you can a, only get the show on PS4. Then I may have to get, unfortunately, I may have to go PS4 because that'd be the big thing for me is baseball. It doesn't, baseball video games never did it for me. I was into mm. it at a time, but I don't, the gameplay is not that fun to me. I, I, and I understand why it is for some people. It just doesn't do it for me. I'm baseball and, so- and soccer. I love FIFA. Oh, FIFA's the best game. FIFA's ever. amazing. We should probably do a FIFA league, even though we don't cover soccer. I, uh, dibs Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> how is there not baseball for Xbox, and how is there not college football? 
uh, come, it could be soon. That's com- that maybe that's going to be a light through all this darkness here in the near in the near and long term future. College football. Would love it. Okay. Football question. How do you see the wide receiver class now falling in round one? I'm worried we're going to miss out now. That said, it feels like our plethora of picks is gearing up for a trade-up of four to five spots. I would feel better right now about getting a wide receiver than I did a couple days ago. Arizona's probably out of the receiver mix, right? Arizona's probably out of the first-round receiver market. Buffalo, while they were behind you anyway, they could have been a team that would trade up to get a guy. So... You've got two out there. Um, where's Amari Cooper? Amari Cooper Cowboys. stayed in Dallas. Stayed in Dallas. Now, but, 20 mil per year. That's nuts. And while San Francisco could be looking at a receiver at 13, this is a team that you've made many trades with over mm. the years. So if you see the board falling a certain way, that's an easy call to tell a team that wants to build up day two draft capital. John Lynch, it's John Elway. You want one of our threes to move back two spots? That's a logical trade. Well, yeah. that's a that's a good point, but uh, they they are the team that would take a wide receiver there. But you're right; they're also. I mean, it seems inevitable they're going to be trading back one of their first round picks. Yeah, is it that one? That's good news for the Broncos. Is it their later one? I could see trade down and then trade down again for the Niners, just because they they really want to build up day two capital. Yeah, and now they're in a position where, as we saw this week. They have to make some tough choices cap-wise. Eric Armstead, DeForest Buckner, can pay one but not the other. So they need to start building through the draft in order to sustain what they've developed. Speaking of trades with the Niners, keep an eye on Marquise Goodwin. He doesn't answer the question completely at wide receiver, but it's another one of those moves that will build you a little bit of flexibility, I think. Uh, Mm -hmm. Wouldn't be surprised to see the Broncos and Niners put together a deal for him. I wouldn't be either. That's a really good point, Ryan. Bronco Nugs coming in. What do you guys think about moving Dalton out to left tackle? Hard He's a solid starter. We could fill the interior offensive lineup with some solid starters that we have now. I absolutely positively hate the idea. Dalton is a left guard for the rest of his career in Denver if I have my I think at left guard, he can become a perennial pro bowler. At left tackle, he's a good starter. I, I like the idea more of a Matt Peart or Prince Tega Wanogu on day two being the left tackle of the future sitting this year and watching. If, he, if you were going to make him left tackle, you needed to do it last year. If you are going to make him center, you needed to do it last year. Stop, you committed to one thing, and he's really good at it. Stay there. And let's, let's stick with that. You, you know your left guard. You know your right guard. You're going to find out your center. Stick with that. This one's from AvsWatch22. He says, hey, Mace and RK um, and Zach. I know the Broncos moves haven't been super exciting, but I'm really excited because it feels like Elway's aligning. The team needs to become a, to take a wide receiver in a draft class that is loaded with wide receiver talent. I know Elway's moves aren't always popular with everyone, but at least the last couple seasons, even the end of Vance Joseph's time with the Broncos, I felt like Elway has solid, continuous plan that we have seen uh, since the 2018 draft. Juwan James feels like the biggest miss he's made outside of Yadam at corner and Royce Freeman in the fifth round. He's hit on a lot. It feels like those hits have uh, built the Broncos to what they will be next year and years to come. So excited to ride with the DNVR guys for another draft and another season. Appreciate you guys. No question today. Just want to let you know in a time of uncertainty, I'm very optimistic about the DNVR Broncos and the Broncos themselves. And Mason RK, you guys should join Andre and Henry on the draft pod before the draft occurs. 
I mean, since everyone is inside, it would be fun to hear everyone's thoughts on the Broncos' free agency moves uh, after they're mostly completed. Thanks again, guys. Take care. Go Broncos. Thanks, Abs Watch. I think we find a way to make that happen somehow, some way. Yeah, I don't know if we want to go the whole five-person five route. Um, that's a lot. But we, we, we do it on the Denver Sports Podcast, but we'll figure something out. We certainly will, man. I, the draft coverage with everything that's going on outside, our draft coverage is going to be killer after free agency is over. Next one coming in from Pismo Beach Broncos 07. Is anyone else that is anyone else out there as disappointed as me with the lack of activity on top of free agent pursuit? I think uh, you're probably, probably calmed down anymore. now. Do you believe with the acquisition of yet another seventh round pick, we are gearing up for some big time moves in a trade? Mm. Yeah, good call. Mm-hmm. Who would have known that big time move was involving a seventh round pick? I sure hope so. Still more holes than I would like to see on our team with a lot of unused cap space. Just putting that out there. Big trade for a defensive lineman? Good ding, call. Ding, ding. Wow. Move up in the draft? Maybe. Who do you think Elway's plan is and what would you like to see us do now? Can you edit your comments it sounds like you went back and edited this one no i'm just kidding um real quick want to give a massive shout out to the colorado raptors rugby squad uh you know we talk a lot about these leagues and these big time players and all this and all of that type of money but i really think it's important to think about the local teams who are going to be hit by this the hardest and i think the rugby uh the rugby squad out there in the colorado raptors could really use the local support right now and what we really want is for you guys to just learn about the game via our guy colton strickler who's holding it down on dnvr raptors you can support them on twitter by just following them at dnvr raptors and interacting with their tweets you can download the podcast dnvr raptors podcast and i don't know about you guys but i think for me this is a perfect time to learn a new sport mace what do you think absolutely so you have time there. And here's the thing. You can go back, you know, say you got ESPN plus, for example, you can go back and watch a lot of old rugby matches. So and if you, you haven't seen them, they're new to you. And Colton's doing like a one Oh one pod series mm-hmm. right now on the DNVR Raptors feed for you to kind of learn. And here's another cool thing. Um, some of the rugby leagues out there in Australia are still playing. So not only will you get to learn about them, but, you can check out some live games uh, while we talk about them. They aren't playing with fans, right. but they are playing games. Um, so make sure you check out the Raptors. Um, yeah, they're I think talking they can about, really use the community right now. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned what's going on because uh, down in Australia, there's talk that all the National Rugby League teams there could be moving to one town. And literally Whoa. they would play the games – on a couple of fields in one town. I'm actually reading a story right now. It says the rural town of Calliope in central Queensland could be the home for all 16 National Rugby League teams as they bunker down during the coronavirus outbreak. That is very interesting. It's like a they're going to quarantine, essentially, the whole league. Yes. And as long as they're able to keep it out of that town, they're, then they'll they be good. play there, and they're talking about flying to a couple of other cities in Queensland for games talking about Townsville and uh, Brisbane both of whom host National Rugby League teams so you know what everyone's looking for ideas as for how sports can somehow continue through all this especially if this ends up being more extended than any of us realize maybe take a look at this perhaps yeah and again I really uh think the Raptors could use our support absolutely so let's and take care of them yes exactly and you know take care of the Raptors learn about rugby and uh, who knows 
You might find a new sport to love. It, uh, it's I'm fun. Fa- I, like, it's I'm fun. not just saying this. I am falling in love with rugby. I think it is a really, really entertaining sport to watch. But I, I love sports so much that every time I watch a new one, I'm like, wow, this is fantastic. Like, mm-hmm. I remember the first time I watched an ultimate Frisbee game at the highest level. And I was just like, this is incredible. These guys are so athletic making these incredible plays. This is so entertaining. I was straight up watching dodgeball a couple of nights ago. <laughs> it's great. They, uh, we should, they should bring back a, um, a marathon of slam ball. Do you remember slam ball? Yes. Oh, yeah. With the trampolines and all that? <laughs> that was amazing. Like, I was obsessed when I was a kid. I was just waiting for there to be a slam ball court in my neighborhood or something. <laughs> <laughs> the liability I can you imagine oh yeah at least the rim it was padded it's true <laughs> all right next one here is from you actually crazy to do it <laughs> it looks so fun hey guys do you think Elway was trying to fool everyone when he put out there that he wanted to buy a defense and draft an offense or do they just miss out and not bid enough to get their guys well as we kind of talked about uh he did go out and buy a defense next one from Trevory 13 hey guys it's good that this free agent crop of interior defensive linemen is so deep because getting outbid by the Bengals for a reader is a tough swing and miss. I don't know. I Again, in the moment, I was like, damn, that sucks, oh, especially over $1.5 million per year. But now we look back and say, I think the Broncos did the right thing. Elway stuck to his guns and said, I'm not going to overpay and went out and got a better player. Yep. He goes on, watching some film, his movement skills, his size, his versatility, and how uniquely disruptive he is for his size. I think he could have been the Akeem Hicks prototype for this defense and potentially even outplayed the contract he earned from Cincinnati. I really like his game and individual trajectory, and I also expect a pretty significant cap spike in the near future that will make some contracts look a lot cheaper down the line. Just feels like they could have won that bidding war and basically saved pennies to not get their guy. Really like the Glasgow signing. And looking forward to seeing what pieces they fill out on the defense later this week. Thanks for being a source of positivity during the tough times, boys. Thank you, Trevor. I really appreciate that, man. Anyone got the next one? Yeah, I'll take it. Dan, hashtag trade up for rugs. Burke, what kind of bizarre world are we living in when the Bengals are outbidding us in free agency? More like DJ Greeter, am I right? Nice. Well done. Cincy, Baltimore, and Arizona were considered landing spots for Wolf and all signed other defensive linemen. Sucks to say, but Wolf's market was definitely affected by not being able to take visits to any of those places, and now the Broncos have a chance to re-sign him at a reasonable price. You know what? That's a really good point mm-hmm. on the physicals. Totally. Hurting him. It's slim pickings as far as the remaining defensive li- free agent defensive linemen go, but I like Andrew Billings quite a bit. He's just 25 years old, has shown flashes of being a good disruptor, plus he had some good battles against the Steelers lineman in 2018, so Munchak could be putting in a good word too. Also, Mace, have you pre-ordered your Brady jersey yet? Honestly, <laughs> I'm surprised he chose Tampa. He struggled his entire career in Florida, and now he wants to play eight games a year there. No disrespect to your Bucks, but suddenly I'm looking forward to that game in Denver this season. Oh, I think that's a red-letter date. A chance to on the even Broncos the schedule, <laughs> and the Broncos have to defend their title. Now, of course, you may it came up. The Panthers are five hundred against Tom Brady. Yep. And now he, there's going to be two games a year for a Tom Brady led team against the Carolina Panthers oh, and there in the NFC win South. Both of those. <laughs> yes, they certainly. So will. that's over for them. But um, I, but the what what I can guarantee actually I can't guarantee what I promise you will not happen is Tom Brady evening the score against the Broncos in the playoffs. 
So they'd have to meet up in back-to-back Super Bowls just for him to get tied. And they'd have to meet up in back-to-back-to-back Super Bowls for him to take the lead over the Broncos. That'd be pretty amazing, though. Bucks-Broncos Super Bowl? Three years in a row. Boy. Oh <laughs> that'd, that'd be a lot of heartbreak for Broncos fans. Zach, oh, do you God. want a Tampa Bay Buccaneer Tom Brady jersey? TB12 and TB? Maybe. Only if, the, only if the rebrand is good. I tweeted it out last night. I'm like, they needed to rebrand before they got Tom Brady so we didn't have to see all these ugly photoshops <laughs> in those yeah. terrible uniforms. The rumblings are they will not be exactly like the uniforms they had from 97 to 2013, but they're going to be in that vein. Okay. Okay. What 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 is a little the, more of a traditional type of look. What is the feeling right now on how good the Bucks will be? Are people jumping all over them? Are people clowning them? The fe- I, I've seen I've seen a lot of clowning going on. I, I think don't know if that's just my circle. I think people think that this is one of the better receiving cores that Brady will ever get to throw to. Um, so I think there's a little bit of optimism for them in that regard. I don't know about the rest of it. Though. I think you're hoping that uh, Brady can make that offensive line better by his quick decisions. He's obviously going to have to learn a new scheme and verbiage quickly, but I think he'll be able to figure that one out. I'd like to see the Bucks get better at running back. I don't think Ronald Jones is enough. Okay, so I just wanted to make sure I wasn't like just hopping on the bandwagon, but they're my pick to be in the Super Bowl from the NFC. You're joking. Yep. Nope. Tampa Bay Bucks, my NFC champion this year. All right. So <laughs> let's just. You already owe me a pizza. <laughs> That's true. I do. Um, you can't get that for eight weeks. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can order from Bojo's. It's true. We can do that. You can send it to my house. I'm off keto. Um, all right. I'm going to say Bucks don't even make the playoffs. Oh, okay. Yep. Anything that happens in between so, is a wash. TB12 mm. as a quarterback has not missed the playoffs since 2002, his second season as a starter. I say they miss the playoffs, and you say they make the Super Bowl. If they make the playoffs and don't make the Super Bowl, it's a wash. Okay, I like it. All right. I like it. All right. Pizza number two, <laughs> it's on the table. I'm splitting the difference and saying they get in as a wild card. No pizza for you, though. Yeah. <laughs> That's too... Uh, hmm. It's too safe. Yeah. Both too, of ours are hot takes. It's reasonable. <laughs> I'm the voice of like reason em. around here. <laughs> but by Always. the way, to answer the Jersey question, I talked about this off mic a little bit. Um, I would like to buy a Bucks jersey later this year. My hope is that the franchise tag of Shaq Barrett leads to a long-term contract. And if that's the case... That's my jersey. I love that. I, I love, love that. Shaq. One of my favorite players I've ever covered around here. Oh, without Just a, a doubt. Just a good he'll, dude. He'll Jing. be coming to Denver, too. Yeah. That'll Uh-oh. be fun. And watch. That week, <laughs> the player conference call for us. Shaq. We'll want Tom Brady. Well, here's Shaq Barrett, <laughs> which is fine. I love Shaq. Oh, yeah. But still. From 19... 19- Hey, fellas, I'm a native Colorado and living in California, and I've been listening for a while. The pod is always full of insight and laughs, and now, mercifully, freshly shorn pubic regions. Thanks for the info, but we appreciate you. Thank you for providing such a welcome respite to the global goings-on, goings-on as of late. Respite. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, I missed the one earlier today, so. No question, just proud to be a brand new subscriber. We got, got him. Uh, and to help support something, anything during these times, sending love from Los Angeles, please stay inside and take care. And LDJ says, I'm in LA too, bro. Follow me on IG, Arkmans. Got a link when the season starts. Broncos fam. 
Absolutely. Love that. Love seeing the community just getting together. Amen. You should see this group chat, man, uh, for the Madden League. Mm. Like these guys are talk are they talk football pretty much all day, but they're also talking about like life and asking for advice from each other on different things. It's that really is, cool. That's I'll have to get in there. That is too cool. Next one from Orange Crush. Hey guys, if you're completely starved of sports, maybe try and watch an NRL rugby league in Australia this we weekend. We just talked about that. Exactly. One of the few f- sports still continuing around the world. They have completely shut out fans and ordered the players to keep themselves isolated from the public. There's even talk about moving the whole competition to Outback region town where the, where the virus obviously isn't present. I'm so glad to still have something to keep me entertained this weekend. Go Broncos and the Brisbane variety. Ooh, are the Brisbane Broncos in action this weekend? Ooh. I believe they are. We can definitely bandwagon the Brisbane Broncos. Oh, yeah. That's well, I was going to say, team. what team are we going get, to get around? But uh, It's settled. If I'm not mistaken, the Brisbane Broncos even use a very similar uh, font to oh. the Denver Broncos. I'm so in on the we got We got to find ways to make sure we watch the games. So Yeah, Orange have Crush, we de- have send we, me a schedule and a link. Have we decided we are adopting the Brisbane Broncos? I mean, unless one of you wants to um, be the you know the villain here. Well, I guess if we were doing a Cowboys podcast, it would be the uh, North Queensland Cowboys. Mm. Which use the cow the Dallas Cowboys font. There's a little. There's a lot of mark trademark borrowing from the NFL going on in the National Rugby League. I'm so excited for this Orange Crush. You got to tell me when and how I got I get to watch <laughs> the Brisbane Broncos this weekend. From Iceman, hey friends, giving major support to Breckenridge Brewery, but of course getting much more support back from the strawberry sky. Right, Mace. Amen. <laughs> I'm still waiting for John to kick it into gear during free agency. Cut skinny boy Joe and let's go. Thanks for the help, Mace. Go America. Now, something to remember on Joe Flacco. You can cut him starting at the opening of the new league year today and give him the post-June 1 designation so you spread the cap hit out over a couple of years. My sources say that the cannon has been packed (laughs) and it is just waiting ignition. Do you think the Broncos will put out a thank you Joe tweet? And then it's him flying towards the sun. Oh, man. (laughs) It's a collage. The first one is his last play as a Bronco. He's just getting crushed from behind. The next one is him getting shot into the sun. This is begging for somebody to put together a highlight film of uh, Joe Flacco with uh, Sarah McLaughlin. I will remember you. Will you remember me? (laughs) And just him getting hit and uh, throwing throwing picks and... uh, Getting destroyed by the Chiefs. Dark times. Oh, that was a rough eight games. Uh, Sand Monkey 27 says, Hey, Ryan, paintball is one of my loves that I don't get to play much anymore. I bought a setup that cost me about $800. Woo! I still go occasionally. It's a great adrenaline fix for a dad who doesn't get to compete much. Do you still know what marker you got? Do you still have it? It's probably somewhere. I don't know where it is. I had the... Oh, God. I think it was called an auto cocker. <laughs> what? Yep. Uh, that's my guess. I'll look it up here in a second, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was called. It was like a nice pewter color. Oh, it was it was a beautiful piece of uh, of weaponry, I guess you'd call it. <laughs> do you do you play paintball? Is that the appropriate word? Uh, yeah, I think so. You partake in paintball. You. I, th- I would think you'd play paintball. Play? It sounds so. Lame. I've never played paintball though. You've never. Never. It always was enticing, but it was like too. I was too inner city for it. You have to, you have <laughs> to like, um, 
not like you have to have a high pain tolerance. I was gonna. Doesn't it hurt? It hurts a lot. <laughs> that's what I. That's why I didn't do it. I like my mom I was like. The, yeah. She let me do it. She was so against it though. I mean, I would come home and you have these like. I'm talking. Yeah, they're inches in diameter, just these welts <laughs> all over your body, and they're purple and green and yellow, and like you need a multiple each. Oh time, yeah, right? and my mom's just like, "What is wrong with you? Why would you do this for fun?" Yeah, that's I saw a friend years ago that had that, and I'm like, "Okay, no thanks." Mm-mm. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. And then of course, like the the longer we did it, my friends and I, like the first time we went, I wore like um like a. Uh, Long sleeves, long pants, yep. maybe even like some sort of padding. Yep. And then, of course, at the more we did <laughs> yeah. it, that you became soft if you're doing that. So by the right. end, you're just doing it in a t-shirt oh and shorts. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so obviously, you wear a helmet, right, with goggles? You wear like a – yeah, it, was, it looks intense. You have like this cool yep. like helmet with like a breathing area. <laughs> yeah. So do you wear a cup? Do people? You definitely should. <laughs> I would think so. <laughs> I can't confirm if, if I did or not. If you're getting welts on your arm like that. Oh, oof. God. Oh, no way. That's scary to think. <laughs> I, I remember one time I got hit in the mask right through like the breathing hole. Oh. So paint just like splattered oh. in my mouth. Oh. That probably looked pretty cool when you took it off, though. Yeah. It was, man, that stuff was fun. But it's just such a young guy yep. thing. Like, yep. Yep. Just getting shot. <laughs> yeah. That's somehow fun. I don't know. What's, what is wrong with us? All right, next one's from Broncos fan in exile. Hey, guys. Just wanted to give my condolences to Zach and his girlfriend's family. I lost my dad at 25, and although it was not sudden, it was an incredibly trying time, so my heart goes out to them. Well, thank you so much, and yeah, this is a, this is a good time for me to address that. That's why I've been away. My girlfriend's mom passed away, my girlfriend of 10 years, so I was expecting her to be my mother-in-law one day. So I really appreciate you guys for, for letting me spend the time with the family that was needed. And I really appreciate uh, Broncos fan and exile for reaching out and all of you guys that have reached out hundreds of people reached out. That just shows how cool this community is. And uh, I tried to respond to every single one of you. Um, and it means so much to me, my girlfriend. And, and really, I think when something happens, whether it's one of you guys, someone in our community, we're always there for each other, and, and this this community just never ceases to amaze me. So thank you guys so much for all the support from both of you to the bigger community. Absolutely, and I think times like these, as, as tough as they are on all of us you know, individually and, and, and whatnot, uh, really illuminates the term family. Like We don't just throw around family. We really are a family. Exactly. Very well said. He goes on and, and says, on the Broncos front, I'm so disappointed in the trade of Jano. I know Pat Shermer does not have much room for a fullback in his system, but it's still a disappointment to see him go, especially to the Browns. Ugh. <laughs> Do you think this cements Andrew Beck's place on the roster as a flexible player, or is he potentially on the chopping block as well? I think I never was – his roster spot was never in doubt to me um, because of that versatility, and now it's – it's extremely locked in, in my opinion. And boy, we know Vic likes him. And so it, th- this goes just above the offensive coordinator liking him. So that that's big. World of Sucks says, what's the forecast for Brett Rippon? I'm a fan of his and hope he sticks on the roster. Do you think that all the expansion of roster sizes from 53 to 55 under the new CBA means more teams will go back to carrying three quarterbacks? Hadn't thought of that. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Um I kind of think the Broncos will still want to lean towards two and using those extra roster spots other places. 
Um, so my guess right now is that Rippon stays as a practice squad type of guy, but I would like to see them do that to make sure they hold on to him. He could play his way off the practice squad if he comes out this summer and does really well in preseason, sort of like Trevor Simeon back in 2015 did so well in preseason that they couldn't afford to try to sneak him through. I think uh, that's Brett Rippon's path to the 53. All right, from LDJ. Guys, I love free agency thus far. I'm sorry. Yesterday, something kept clicking in my head, so I went back and watched it, and boom, there it was. Fangio saying in his first press conference, we don't want Band-Aids, and that you build your team through the draft. I think all these big names were 1,000% goals for us, but Reader left over $1.5 million. Out, uh, Peace out, Reader. Good luck with the Bengals. Like, I think Elway for once has found someone in Fangio that he trusts to relinquish power a little bit because he learned his lesson last year. No more overpaying. I mean, look at the Raiders. I promise you they're going to cut or trade some integral parts of the team. I guarantee you they're going, uh, they are because they're spending entirely too much money and the notion, the secondary, uh, and not on the secondary, the biggest issue, LOL. But, hey, Raiders going to Raider. I love it because I I uh, I love it because we've seen Fangio take a practice squad guy and turn him into a borderline pro bowler, and we've seen him take two relatively no-name DBs and turn them into all pros. Green Jackson and Justin both played at all pro levels as well, and he gave Wolf and Shelby career years. Sorry if you don't want to play for Fangio, I don't get it. I just don't. Must be the money, Nelly voice. Uh, <laughs> We got we to gotta start saying as Broncos country, not only in L.A. we trust, but in Fangio we trust because I trust Fangio knows how to build this defense. So I'm going to sit back and trust the Vixess. Eh. <laughs> eh, could use some work. How y'all feeling? I like Driscoll. Macy, you're right. He's mobile and he made plays. He just never had the talent around him uh, when he had to come in and start. I don't understand local media or fans getting down on free agency this far. I'm not overpaying players. It's lame. <laughs> well, I think that kind of transitions into mm. the next comment pretty well from Dan, hashtag trade off for rugs. Burke, Jarrell Casey for a seventh rounder. Did y'all hear that? It's the sound of everyone deleting their Elway slander from yesterday. LMAO. <laughs> We're not hearing a lot on the roads, but we are hearing the beep, 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 <laughs> beep of people backing up their comments. The one that really gets me is the seventh rounder. Oh, my God. And look, I, I, I'm not saying I wasn't feeling the same way. I'm like, what's even the point of trading a Jano for a seventh rounder? Yeah. It just felt <laughs> pointless to me. But then L.A. turns around and turns a seventh rounder into a pro bowler. I was, you got to take your hat off. Yep, pretty impressive. Nash EQ, hi, guys. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for keeping up the good spirits. Could you guys please explain how the thing with the pre and post June designation works regarding Flacco? How do you calculate the savings? Thanks and love. Alex from Switzerland. Okay, basically, you're going to have north of $13 million uh, of dead money. On Joe Flacco, the moment you cut him, if you give him a post-June 1 designation, you can spread that dead money out over multiple years. If you cut him right now, then all of it hits on the 2021 cap. Okay, and so if it all hits on this cap, the Broncos do still save $10 million. Right. If you spread it out, then you can take that $10 million, or then, then you can take that 13 and let's say you put six on next year, mm -hmm. then you get just six more for this year. So you actually save $16 million with Joe this year. Correct, and that allows you a little more flexibility and wiggle room going forward. And don't forget, you're going to have the draft picks to sign. Joe, Fla Joe, Flacco's, Joe Flacco's cap savings is going to take care 
of most of the draft. But, uh, yeah, it gives the Broncos a little more flexibility. And when you have a cost-controlled quarterback drink, you can do this sort of thing. <laughs> Sounds Spread good to me. Spread out the hit. Anyway, open your 75. First off, thanks for your continued content. Love you guys. Can you give an update on what our salary cap looks like with the trades for Boyer and Casey and the signing of Glasgow? Also, a little shocked at the Jano trade. Does Shermer not utilize a fullback in his system? I think he is still a good special teams guy. Does his move also help out our cap? Again, thanks for all you do. Stay safe. I think we touched on all of those yeah, since in the previous we, hour or so. And since we've got a little more inf- information during this pod, um, the Broncos will have, assuming that Flacco's cut is just to save them $10 million this year, which we know can open up a little more if they do it differently, Let's they have just under $10 million left. So they can still make moves. Um, but probably big moves are done. Oh, by the way, to update something I mentioned earlier is possibility Cam Newton to the Chargers. Ian Rappaport saying, not so. He tweets out with Tom Brady head to the Bucks. The Chargers are not expected to sign or trade for a veteran QB, I'm told. They are moving forward with Tyrod Taylor. And a first round draft. For 2020, pick, probably. Probably Justin An Herbert. Easton Stick. <laughs> oh, God. The only lefty in the league right now. Isn't he a lefty? Maybe not. Tyron? No, Easton Stick. Easton Stick from North Dakota State. I actually think he's not because I thought someone said Tua would be the first one. Easton Stick. So maybe I'm wrong. He just seems like a a lefty in my head. He does. (laughs) From Denver born, Denver raised. Hey, guys, it's been a while since I commented. First off, I want to say my thoughts are and prayers are with you, Zach, and your family. Thank you very much, Denver born, Denver raised. Second of all, I want to say thank you guys for all you've done the past week or so. You guys are amazing, and we all appreciate the hard work you guys are putting in for us. Third of all, I know we'll get past this whole pandemic and we'll come out to, uh, stronger as people. I can't wait for the first sporting event that will be back on and I'll probably tear up because there'll be a sense of unity around the world because normally, normalcy will be back even if it's just for a couple hours. Thanks again for all you guys do and keep safe. Man, I, it gives me chills thinking about that first game. I know, man. It's, uh, and I'm just thinking of all the things. Maybe it's the first game and the, they're at home. Maybe it's the first game where we're all back in the bar yep. and, and celebrating. I mean, you haven't even had a chance to go yet, Zach. No. So. I mean, no. it could be that the first games are without fans. But at least, like you say, the bar, we're all watching something. But there's going to be a series of emotional moments coming out of this. You, you could you say first game back, first game at home, potentially first game with fans. It's going to be – I mean, I, it'll be wonderful to think about, but uh, – And I presume it it's so f- all going to happen at once, which is just going to be crazy. We're going to have hockey and, and and basketball going into the playoffs while baseball is doing opening day. It's going to be crazy. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. All right, the very last one here so far. Hey, guys, love that we got Casey through trade. I would have loved to get Reader, but a benefit to acquiring Casey over Reader is that his salary won't count against this comp pick formula next year. Do you think that was on Elway's mind and why we didn't continue to offer uh, the offer to bear out Cincy? It's possible that he knew he had that in his back pocket. I'm not going to lie. I always, unless you do it the New England Patriots style, which seems like they're always getting a third or a couple of thirds, I'm, I never count on comp picks. I mean, the Broncos comp pick was, what, a fifth and two sevenths this year? That doesn't do much for me. But yeah. some big free agent losses can give you good comp picks. I mean, Justin Simmons was a comp pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. It helps. But I don't think that is the reason why he didn't offer yeah. DJ Reader more money. Or but we always know with the Broncos, there's there's a price on every guy, and they generally do not want to go one dime over that. That's, that's there's a line sure. in the sand. Wait, 
that's a that's a strategy that uh, you need to employ in Vegas. <laughs> Got to set a number. Mm-hmm. You don't go one dime more. Hey, you can't go back to the ATM. Nope. Oh God, no! <laughs> don't do it. Uh, he says, Ryan, I'm a bit of a music gearhead. I'm interested to know what guitars you have, any gear like pedals and such. So I originally had uh, just a Squire, the one that I was talking about yesterday, the first guitar I bought, uh, and then I had like a sweet um, amp that had all sorts of different settings and all of that. But then I got to a point where it was like, I can't play this without bothering people because it was so loud. Um, and it wasn't as fun to do it with like headphones on. So now I just have acoustics. Um, the My main one is just like a black Fender acoustic. It's nothing special, but gets the job done for me. If you're playing it, Ryan, it's special. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Says, thanks, guys. Keep up the good coverage. I've always looked forward to the pod. Uh, but with free agency going on, while we're all hunkered down, I look forward to it even more. Well, we're, we look forward to it even more, too. It's a nice little distraction for, on a day like today, 90 minutes for us to just talk about football, which is really uh, refreshing right now, and I hope you guys feel the same way. So before we get out of here, I want to give a big shout-out to the Denver Rubber Company, another place that's always had our back. Um, so make sure you have their back, too, if you are in the market for anything rubber, especially custom projects, especially long-term projects. They've been around since 1972, so you know you can trust them. They're locally owned. They're Colorado sports fans. Everything you could ask for. Make sure you call them at 1-800-259-0010 or visit them at drcfirst.com slash dnvr. That's going to do it for us today. We thank you guys all for tuning in, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.